Anyways, welcome everybody to the BFG podcast. I am here. This is Wade. I'm playing. I'm joined today by Alex or Alexander. I'd and uh, Maz. Or Mazaza. Or Mazaza. Yes. So, of course, this is uh, the this is the podcast right before the World Qualifying Open. With that in mind here, I think we're going to, to start things off, let's actually go back to last weekend, and we'll actually talk with the winner of one of these tournaments, uh, Alex. Hi, thanks. Yeah, if you want to talk about uh, yeah, your lineup so, a little bit. Yeah, so I ran, I ran Jen and Ela, Setsera, and Jarvan Shen. I, I think a lot of people are on the Saraset and Jen and Ela core. Jarvan Shen was what I took as my third deck. I don't love it. It might be the best option at the moment, but I think it struggles. But both uh, Jen and Ela and Saraset beat it up pretty badly. So against other good players who are on the same lineup, you're probably going to be not having fun. Um, it also it can just lose games. I think I got pretty lucky in Duck Cup. I drew Shen pretty much every game, and that's a big pain point for the deck. If you don't draw Shen, then you lose. So it's definitely a bit of a gamble. Mm-hmm. So, would you say that it was the, the it was the best deck for beating up everyone else's third deck? That's yeah. That's why I took it, and it worked, right? Um, I know the one time I did see the mirror, I think, was against Ikado, and he had to ban it instead of banning one of my other decks. So I got to beat up on him. Um. Wait, was he on Scouts or was he on Shen? He was on Scouts. He, he was on Scouts. Oh, yeah. And he decided that Scouts was... At least I believe. I believe he was on Scouts and decided that Scouts into Shen was bad enough yeah. that he wanted to play something... He wanted to ban Shen even though the other two decks beat it really heavily. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are running Scouts as their third deck, so it, it kind of makes sense that... Um, and Scouts match up into Shen Jarvan is, in fact, horrific. So kind of means you end up playing your primary two decks a lot, which is good for you. Yeah, it does... It, it's running the risk that Shen J4 has very polarized matchups. So if someone does... If someone decides to bring... A control deck as their third deck, then I'm just doomed. Right? If someone decides that they're going to bring a bad SI deck, it doesn't matter. They're still going to beat up on Shen J4, and bad luck for me. Um, it also it doesn't beat the mirror. So, you know, I'm not. It would be nice to beat up on Shen J4. But I'm running. Fifty percent ain't bad. Fifty percent's not bad. Yeah. Um, it's not enough to get top cut though. Fifty percent doesn't get you top cut. Well, I suppose the, the thing is, it's like a lot of the control decks that the people could bring as their third deck would lose to scouts, and scouts is pretty popular. You're running the you're running the numbers that people are running scouts rather than bringing a control deck. Yeah. Yay. I think we're. I think it is one of those cases where we're looking at a kind of triangular meta where some of getting into top cut, at least if you're bringing this deck, is going to be just hoping you run into the right opponents. Right? Mm-hmm. I think there's just going to be cases. And for other people, right? For other people, if they're trying to beat up on Sarah and they bring the mid range matchups and they match into Shen J4, that sucks for them so yeah you just have this kind of triangular meta which gets a bit weird because 
one of two of the points on the triangle can kind of combine into one. Yeah, it feels like the meta right now is in a very... I wouldn't say weird spot. Well, the tournament meta is in a very weird spot, I should yes. say. Because it feels like there's two very solid tournament decks right now. It's just that third deck is the hardest part because there is no clear good third deck. And that third deck, unfortunately, has also the side effect of it changes your entire band strategy. Because say you decide, you know what, like I'm going to bring Jen and Neela, which after this weekend, I'm now fully convinced that if you are not at least bringing that deck, you are probably rolling a little bit. And I think that you're actually actively making a horrible, horrible mistake. Uh, Sarah set, which is another very powerful deck right now. Uh, I don't think you can play it on ladder, but it's putting up fantastic tournament results. And then you have the people who are going to say, oh, I'm going to bring scouts. So that way I can play into the Jananila mirror and just say, I'm going to win that. You have the people who are going to bring Shen Jarvan, who are going to say, you know what? I think I can, if I need to, I can barely sneak a win away from their third deck and I'll be okay. Or you have the psychopaths who are going to bring like Jack, Jack Zorn, who are like, oh, Fuck you. <laughs> I will say, you know, my Aegis lineup is, I'm hoping it works out, um, because we're looking at a third deck of bringing elusives. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's the new idea. The third deck of, as elusives. Kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, and I think, I, I think that's kind of popping up because people are thinking about banning Sarah instead of Janna. I think Janna Nila is a really great deck and you should be banning it. But if you're looking at against the best players, the ones who are going to play Seraphine really well, there's at least an argument to ban Sarah instead. Right? It's a much more complicated deck. But the healing is comparable to Jananila sometimes, maybe. I might be <laughs> might be wrong about that. The uh the one thing that I would say in response to Wade's silliness is like you better bring Jana. You don't have to bring Jananila in my opinion, but if you don't bring Timo Jana at a minimum, like Probably make a mistake. You, yeah, unless you're just full targeting Janet, which I tried and lost, so I wouldn't recommend it, but I don't know. Yeah, I think Janna's like something should be running Janna. You can bring Janna Seraphine if you really want. I don't like that. I think I, I don't like that, but you can. It's fine. You're bringing Janna. So what about reporting in here? So, like, I've been seeing that deck a little bit. What is the point of it? Like, is it just so it frees up set so you can... uh, Jenna Seraphine. Is it just to free up set for some other deck? Or, like, why... Like, what are we trying to take advantage of? Because that's something that's kind of not made any sense to me. Draw and Seraphine is what they're doing. They're drawing and playing Seraphine. I haven't played much of it. I haven't played the Shadow Isles version at all. I haven't played much of the Ionia version. I think it's just throw two good champions together and pray. I don't think it's a good option. I think you're losing a lot of both champions by combining them because both are kind of specific in what they're doing and it doesn't match up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're just trying to outgas you more than anything. Like, yeah. okay. we got so much draw. Stuck my balls. You know, like, that's the whole plan and it just isn't... I don't think it's that. I think you struggle without the set clear. Like, his clear is so important I... for so many things. Something I've said a lot is I think people are really awful at using set. And I think that's where you end up with the Janiseraphine is because people who don't understand the set part of 
said Seraphine, look at him and think that he's just there to fill a second champ slot. They don't realize that he's one of your win conditions. So they throw in Janna thinking that that's going to be an improvement when it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're running a bar, it does have an advantage in, you know, you can get lucky and play bar super early and that'll blow things out. Yeah, turn six bar is still as disgusting as ever. Go figure, yeah. right? Um, I I think the um, I I don't have a lot of opinions on the on the Jana Seraphin. I think Jana um, Timo is a really interesting deck. Um, I don't know how consistent it is, but it definitely has explosive qualities. I think if it draws right, you can't beat it. I mean, that's the struggle with that deck. It's kind of one of those, like, if it just not draws on you and you get a five, six cost frickin' champ strength with four units on the board, you're dead. You're just dead. Yeah. yeah. I and I feel, like that, I feel like it's always hard to say no to a deck that just says, oh, I hit, I hit my win button on turn four, and you can't do shit about yeah. it. I think there, there's decks which beat it. And that's the bi- the big problem is yes, it's good. There's decks which beat it, so it's yep. not Jananila. But if you right. don't want to b- bring Jananila, or if you sure. don't think you're good enough to play Jananila, and you just want to like, if you just want to say, I'm gonna try and do the best I can, and that means getting lucky against good players, then Jana Timo is a fine bring. What's interesting, uh, because I'm a little bit, I've been, I've been really in the stats, following the, the last two days' master stats for a while now. And what's interesting is the old Jananila deck, uh, the more unit-centric board swarm deck, used to get stomped pretty hard by uh, Timo Janna. Um, but the current version with the uh, the landmark and the draw uh, wins the matchup. And oh, I yeah. think that's a big change and something that people may not be in bringing this might be still thinking that, hey, they're going to win that matchup because I think it just shifted the last day or two to the opposite um, win rate. Yeah, and it makes sense. You... Janetimo doesn't do very well against removal. The way it deals with removal is just play more refills. Parts. Refills <laughs> refilling up. the units. But if you play against another Janna deck, they also have a lot of refill, and their removal is fast speed, so you can you can throw down your champ strength and then lose three out of four of your units, and then. You know, it, one unit rallying is not a scary thing. Um, that being well, said... Oh, sorry. Miles, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, it's interesting that the current Jananila list is still being changed. I know I was arguing with some uh, TKG people about whether you should have the landmark in it or not. And... I was convinced to at least go down to two landmarks instead of three. Um, I'm not sure if that's correct, but they convinced me. I think you should still have landmarks. But with with how much landmark removal is in the meta, it's hard to... There's a lot more matchups where you just can't play it, right? A lot of um, yeah, a lot of decks attacking in a lot more landmark removal in recent times. Um, yeah, as someone who because, sorry, uh, no, as someone who doesn't play Yana, Jana, um, mm-hmm. I feel like I kind of measured the deck on um, how hard it is to put away, and the um, Timo Jana um, runs out of gas way too often, yeah. like. If I can deal with its early drops, um, particularly from the Debasier angle, you have uh, often have um, the ability to do challenger stuff, and so you just be like, okay, so I've got rid of all of your early things. What are you going to do now? The deck doesn't have as much refill as it should. 
compared to other Jhana decks. Um, and also, the units are quite often small, so it's like, I'm not really worried by this. Um, the less creature Yana decks are actually easier to put away than the more creature Yana decks. So there's that angle. Um, I have to discuss. But well, the thing is, it's like okay, I am trying to I am trying to hit you for twenty. The more things you have on the board, the harder that is for me, because I'm I'm playing Demacia. I don't necessarily have overwhelm. Um. And Demacia is decent at making big creatures. So it's like, okay. So I've got a I've got a six six, but if it doesn't hit your your um Nexus at any point, well that's not really very useful. Um and of course the snowball effect of Yana is at a certain point she just starts doing all of the damage to your face anyway, and you she doesn't care anymore. So it's like you have to kill her before that point. So if they can keep get Iana down, get her in a position where she can hit the Nexus, you can very easily die in a turn or two. Um, so yeah, it's kind of like the less creatures there are, the easier it is to push damage. The more creatures it is, the harder it is to push the damage through. And also, the harder it is to stop damage to your Nexus because their 3-1 quick attack is actually a real um, menace. Mm-hmm. Because even Demacia can be fairly hard to block because you never know there's, if they've got a Mystic shot in hand that possibly costs zero at this point. That's <laughs> like, do I block? Do I not block? Um, so yeah, that's that's my point of view. I mean, I could be totally wrong, but th- that's how I feel about the matchup. That makes sense. I think Mariner is... Or not Mariner. Uh, Helmsman is really strong. And so you do... Once the once the current version can get Helmsman down, that changes the game completely. So you have to kill them before then. I don't know that it's before then, but it just starts getting a lot more dicey. Yeah, you, you have to have won the game before then. You have to be closing things out by then. You can't have... Their Nexus doesn't need to be at zero, but you need to be attacking for lethal with more than they can deal with. Unless you're some sort of disgusting deck like Seraphine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Seraphine is Seraphine, so, you know. God. Uh, Seraphine still traumatizes me. I hear you, buddy. She just sometimes just makes, a, makes the exact perfect card. It's like, oh, hey, guess what? Here's a miracle. Here's the two health you needed to live. And here's draw your, two cards. Here's your Seraphine created celestial whatever. Trifecta. Oh. Yeah. No, not that one. Oh. I get the I get the, the cut your units in oh, half. Oh the Cosmical. Cosmical. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's that's such a bad card for Seraphine though. Not if you double it, it sure isn't. But you don't double it. I guess that's uh I've had it doubled, but Okay, if you're doubling it. If you're doubling it, then you've already won. Maybe, maybe you don't do. Maybe you don't do the eight costs. Like, I don't hate. I don't hate the cosmic call. Silence. Silence is pretty nasty against. Let's say that's how I won that game against. It um, can't create silence. It can't. I didn't know that. It can't. No, it is. It's only a big invoke. If I remember. Oh, I, I, I didn't know that. If that's true, yeah, I did not so, know that. So the only way that you'd be able to is by creating the 10 mana uh, what's it called? I can't think of it. Oh, right sure, now. sure, sure, sure. The, the 10 mana, hand. refill your mana, refill yeah, like, your hand, and then create yeah. the silence from that. Yes. Don't get me wrong, you can do bar into Cosmic Call into Living Legends, Thank you. but it's not very likely. Yeah. Yeah, there's much better hits for Seraphine to get. That's like, oh sure, one of the worst. I didn't oh. love it, to be honest, though. <laughs> um, I'll take care of my over. I don't remember day. how I grabbed Silence. I grabbed Silence in a game. Um, oh, it was off of. Um... No, that's bar. Right. 
I mean, oh, surfing can also create a silence too. Yeah, which it was um purify is absolutely disgusted. I got disgusted purify. When you got I got purify and I got the invoke. Um, I invoked off of the, yeah, and then I invoked another silence, and that's how I beat two of those. I was up against a Galio deck, and I he had buffed up and put weapons, two weapons, on his uh his can't do magic damage units, and I oh. silenced them both, and I was just like. Well, I won the game, and he just surrendered. When I saw yeah, that, no. when he just surrendered, I'm like, yeah. He was killing me before then, and I was shot. like, oh, fortunate. Was that... I think you threw that screenshot in That our... was before I silenced them both, but yeah. Yeah, I was, yeah. I thought I was fucked. <laughs> I was really surprised when you said that you won that game. I thought there was no chance. I just happened to be like, you know what? It's Seraphine. We'll see what happens. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, that was the game where I where I not only drew my two Moonlight Afflictions, but I generated a third one off um uh, whatever that one cost spell is that generates oh, yeah. a um and I feel like my opponent must have been just staring at the screen in rage afterwards. Oh, probably. <laughs> yeah, I would be, that's for sure. Sounds <laughs> are very strong. Not as strong in the current meta, funnily enough. I don't know about that. I used, I used it to kill his Yana, which probably annoyed the hell out of him. Mm-hmm. Because those, like, normally that unit, um, unless you've got elusive blockers, is just entirely impossible to stop once it's got elusive. And, yeah, it was just like, well... I'm- I'm gonna say, if you're attacking with Jana into a Seraphine deck when you don't absolutely need to, you're making a mistake. To be fair, Seraphine decks may have zero units on board. <laughs> I mean, like, even if you're even if your Jana's elusive, you just don't do it because they have punishes for worth it. <laughs> just, don't, don't attack into the Falling Star, guys. I hear you, but at the same time, you have to win the game. If you don't win the game, Seraphine wins the game. True. Yes. True. That is definitely the downside of that. Sure. Well, moving on here, we'll kind of, let's, I'd say this is now a good point. Let's talk about lineups. Because right now it's clear there's some top, kind of top dog targets. So I think what I'll do is I'll throw it to Alex. If I'm going to say, hey, I want to target Shen J4. I think everyone's going to bring it and I want to target it. What would you play right now? Uh, right now. So uh, Seraphine, Janna are easy choices. Those are... Uh, they aren't going to target the hearts, but they're going to be generally good. I believe Heimerdinger Nora is doing very well into it. And so that's probably... Or is Shen J4? Just throw Heimer Nora into it. You'll win every match. Um, There's a couple of other control decks... All right, uh, Frostbite Ash is one that I saw. Or not Frostbite Ash, Zombie Ash. Yeah. Zombie Ash is pretty good. Yeah, Zombie Ash just occasionally just kind of pops up into the meta. It's it's never really, like, held a spot, but it just randomly will say, oh, hey, I just shit on, like, a couple really big threats. Hope you don't run into me. Um, so, how does does anyone know how Jax on goes into Shen J four? Oh, it is oh, awful! It is uh, awful. For no, Jax. no, don't yeah. don't do that! Don't do that! No, <laughs> no, because I've I've seen that Jax on start to pop up in lineups, and I was just wondering whether people were just ignoring the fact that Shen J four is likely to get brought. Yes, that I think that's why I was saying earlier, Bear. You know, you're kind of. If you're bringing Shen J4, you're gambling that you're going to run into Orange Jacks. If you aren't, if you're bringing Orange Jacks, you're gambling that you aren't going to run into Shen J4 because 
it's miserable. It probably has a really good record against scouts. Uh, that would Jack wrecked scouts. Yes. yes. You just find one of those random tough weapons, and then they're just, yeah. oh, I can't do anything. Yeah. Well, what I did find out about scouts is basically if you can outsize them, they're pretty much got no game, um, plan B unless they do what Akato did to me, which is um, <laughs> Fortimacia, Fortimacia. Um, this, is, this is concurrent turns. Fortimacia, Fortimacia. Um, uh, oh, strength. champion strength. Oh, gross. and I think he played the. Then he played another for Demacia, and I was like, "Well, I'm done." <laughs> yeah, and, and that's why Shen J4 beats it so heavily. Is they can attack with a big, they can do a big swing, and then you can put life steal on a unit and break yeah. even. Just yeah, break even while killing one of their things. Then attack, force them to trade down into barriered units, and it's just a bad time. And the other big thing is just they don't have ways to pop your barriers. Like PNZ Shadow Isles, they have those small pings. Even even a uh, Bilgewater, you have those small pings that you can say, you know, I'm gonna throw this like one damage like ping at that barrier to just pop it. The moment yeah. you go in, like, Jack's Horde doesn't have that. Uh, other Demacia decks don't have that. So you just kind of get left with this, oh, if they have a barrier here, I'm screwed. I'm about to be punished very hard. And you have to play around that the entire game, which is awful. Mm. Yeah, I've... The, I think that the... What I did find is that they get locked on mana early a little bit. So if you build up a big enough board early on, they can get into bad spots where they can only barrier one thing. Mm -hmm. And starts becoming a lot worse for them. And um, if they don't draw Shen, then there's still a chance. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So I, I think <laughs> that the situation was they didn't draw Shen and they only had like one unit on board on turn five. And I'm like, oh. this is really not working out for you. Yeah, yeah that's not good. Yeah, and that's part of why um, I don't like bringing Shen because... A lot of time when you see a 70% matchup, the 70... It doesn't feel like 70% matchup, right? You look at the stats and you say, oh, this is 70% matchup. I can win this 9 times out of 10. With Shen J4, you look at it and say, oh, this is 70% matchup. 70% of the time, I'm going to draw Shen. Yeah. <laughs> or it could just be a good play and just say, oh, yeah, I'm going to always draw Shen. I know, I know myself. I I know I'm good enough at this game. Wow! <laughs> it's not worse, doing but... that when I said that. Oh, I'm just going to draw rise every time. Yeah, and that was a really rise. sad open. <laughs> the actual the actual worst version of that is um, it's okay as long as they draw Nico every game, we win. Oh yeah, poor Nico. <laughs> uh, it's like if you don't draw Nico, you play undersized units that no one cares about. Right. How's that going to work out for you? Bad. <clears throat> um, yeah. In terms of like alternate lineups, I feel like um, there's like I mentioned earlier. I think Raz is turning him, talking himself into Pyro King. So I've seen Pyro King oh, pop up a couple of places. Pyro King. Don't um, I'm ninety five percent into Pyro King. I was right. only sixty percent so. earlier. I'm now ninety. Now that now that I said not to forget, no, um, the stats are a little bit better than they were a couple days ago uh, on some crucial matchups. And the stats are depressingly good. That's what I realized. Is like it just it beats the things that like I can't play against Teemo Yumi uh, potentially with this deck, but whatever. Um. But it's like, it's not that bad into Nardarius if I have to. It's not that bad into Jaxorns if I have to. It's almost even with Jan and Neela. It's almost even with Ash LeBlanc. Like, decks that I don't... Those are like the bad decks, right? And it's just like, what do you really lose to? It's Teemo Yout. And, and Garen J J4. Honestly, that's... You barely lose the Scouts. Scouts is like yeah. a... Uh, 44% at the moment. Yeah. It's so that, that, 
actually leads into something I, I wanted to talk about as well. Um, a lot of the decks feel really fragile. Like, yep. you can bring um, Darius Nah, and it's like, okay, they only need, like, removal on a couple of critical points, and suddenly you're like, well, I've got nothing. I played my 8-4 spell on my Overwhelm unit, and they just killed it. Mm. Um, and then it's like you're out of gas, and you don't you have like a a three one or something on board. Yeah, I was it's like, well, I was doing some scrims with Listless last night on that, and he was on Darius Nar, and I played a lot of that deck. If you if you curve out bad, if you don't get draw, um, if they if all you get is Nar, and they're playing against Janna, that's such an easy removal, like. It, certain times it just doesn't you you feel completely useless yeah. real quick um, yep. real quick can I just say that I hate I because you were talking about the stats getting better I went back looked at them because I hadn't looked at they them they look delicious and now I'm kind of thinking if I might be on a poor king. king poor old king one of us <laughs> <laughs> would be just the most tragic thing ever that would Actually, just be that would put me into depression. No, especially if I won. Oh, listen. <laughs> He's so funny when he when he makes noises. What more do you want? Dude, I have voice lines on. turned off. Turn them on. You <laughs> see, Ayd is bringing the Akedo reason for bringing a, a deck. <laughs> They're fun, man. I love them. Oh, I thought it's they so had true. A... Why wouldn't you? Yeah, I, I do a... think there is the caveat whenever... Anyone's suggesting a niche deck that some of it's probably people not knowing what the deck is. Correct. And then uh, just, those win rates are going to go down when people know how when people get into the open and they've actually prepared and they're actually thinking and looking at your decks and they know yeah, oh it's like it's a Zulani deck. I don't know what the percentage is, but it's probably at least 5% where people lose because they just don't realize it's about to be a Zolani. I've had that happen. I had it happen to me the first time it happened. Um, And I was like, there's Zolani in this deck? And I was just like, what the fuck? Um, But uh, I would say that that is true, however... With the numbers trending in the other direction, I think that's surprising. And I think that um, I would also say, having played this Poro King deck, this version, I think a lot of fucking people on this deck don't play it right. And don't know the matchups and don't know how to use silence right. Silence is great. You want to kill me with your stupid fucking set? Oh, he can't do anything this turn. Two, bu- two mana. Like... Problem solved. Um, yeah. So, actually, can I can I take it back to other decks for a second? No, yeah. this is a Poro King only podcast. <laughs> now. We are now Team Poro King. <laughs> Poro King has now taken over by royal decree. Okay, this is Poro Gaming. <laughs> so the, the the deck that I think is the least fragile of the. Um, fragile decks is the um, Yumi Teemo deck. Um, I think that's a good choice. I agree. I don't know how it fits in the lineups necessarily, but I know that like it's a it's a really annoying deck because all they have to do is get Yumi down for a couple of turns on a unit, and that unit can almost be impossible to remove. Is that or that, just... like vengeance? They have so much. They have enough burn that if you don't kill all of their units in the first few turns. If you stabilize on turn five, you're still going to lose with most decks just because they're going to play you know, blow back, oh, blow yeah. back, mystic. The worst part was I at one point I cleared their whole board, and they next turn they had four units back on board. I was like, well, this worked out well for me, and they're all elusives, so I can't block any of them. Yeah, and then they also have that skip card, which is frustrating. Is that the one, um, skip whatever his name that, that grabs a card yeah. out of your hand? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that, that little fucker is... It means that you don't have 
There's matchups where it's always, you know, oh, if I draw this one card, I beat this deck. And Skip just kind of says, no, you have to kill me some other way. And because they have Yumi, you know, oh, you have a nice Caustic Griffin hand? What if you don't? And what if now I have infinite health? And you, you have to remove me some other way. Yeah. yeah, I feel like Skip is Skip just gives so much knowledge as well, because not only does it get to rip a card out of your hand, out of your opponent's hand, you also get to see what your opponent's other another card in your opponent's hand. Yeah, and with a lot of that knowledge, you can really change an entire game around it. Because like. Like, a lot of, half of this game has been kind of built around be, if you can be a pretty good hand reader, you can win a lot of games. Yep. Skip allows you to save your brain power, essentially. And it's, uh, god, just, I hate that card. I love it, but I hate it. Um, oh, so I don't know if it's got much love recently, but I was starting to see an uptick of it uh, at the end of last week. Is Annie Jen? Please no. Yes, I have. I have been seeing that. It's a bad deck. It's true. The thing is, when it hits its curve, it's just almost impossible to stop. But it's also not. It's probably fine against some of the things that are meta currently, because there's just no aggro, right? And there's no protection (laughs) against aggro. But that's really all it's relying on, in my opinion. Well, it shits on the um. On the decks that are like are playing a normal, I'll play a unit a turn sort of attitude. I think it's also relying on people not knowing that some of the decks are running Telsey. Because when if you drop Jin, Jin, Jin is running Telsey, what? I've, I've definitely seen that. Um, I thought they were running it. The times it's killed me, it's usually killed me before Telsey comes down. <clears throat> Because it's yes. like, okay, I'm just going to play out my, my units and um, I'm going to stun one of yours and I'm going to attack with like 15 on turn three. It just seems so bad right now. Oh, look, it's very fragile, but the thing is that it, if you're like, a lot of decks don't have the ability to go wide to, com- to compete against it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's always bad if you have to block the 4-2 because it's like well that's dying this turn anyway but I have to stop it because otherwise I'll be in burn range which means you're essentially giving up a unit for nothing I, I think mm. like looking at the stats on it Shen-J4 is just better Look, I was I was saying more that I'd seen an uptick in people bringing it. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think that they tend to pair it with things like the elusive deck, um, and another like very quick deck or quicker deck. Yeah, um, just like that is essentially the triple aggro lineup for this right. meta, which is weird because it's really not a proper triple aggro. There's it's not more like I mean, a, yeah. That's because right now. Over Legends of Midrange. Yes. Yes, I love this. And this is my favorite time. You should appreciate your, your midrange overlords. Yeah. <laughs> well technically <clears throat> Ganonilla is a is a combo deck, it's not a midrange deck. God, I, I I don't want to even go into that mid range first combo debate because yeah, there's so because I feel no, like that no, could let's go be, into that let's that could be an entire that. episode by itself here. <laughs> like no, you could literally have a full hour long conversation about it. And I had the same axis, and I don't even care each other because I don't, I think I honestly think the new Jana deck, the new draw play Helmsman deck. Honestly, might be a control deck. I agree. Yeah, it's kind of a control deck. Yeah, it it doesn't really play um the same way anymore. 
It's a control deck with some mid-range tools. Yeah, and some combo elements, but, like, different. It's definitely different. Yes, yes. You you can have control combo. It's fine. Yep. Okay, so, that being said, what is Gwen Vane? Gwen Vane is is a mid-range deck. A nemesis. It keeps beating me, and I still think the deck is shit, and it makes me mad. (laughs) It keeps getting quick attack, and it keeps attacking three times in one turn every game. Every game! Ride recalling the unit that's trying to attack. I have never had the option. That's your mistake. Yeah. You should try running more recalls. Yeah. Have you thought about playing Chen Jarvan into it? Because I, they cry. Yeah, they don't. They're not going to like <laughs> yeah. quick attack yeah. plus uh, barrier is pretty bad. <laughs> oh, as, as it, someone it's beautiful. Way, as someone who's played way too much um, Queen Vane, nah. Nah. You just need to know how to play the matchup. It's I fun. Just, I don't think you have enough interaction. I, I think that's like one of those cases where... A, a good Gwen Vane player might be able to play it out against a bad Shen J4 player. Yes. But, but, with, th- these, but with the three ones getting all the free barriers now, like you're even in a situation where it's just like, oh, so I beat you, but you only lost a yeah. three one. Also, Gentleman's Duel makes it so that you can remove things without losing your own unit sometimes. Yeah, I, I can't beautiful. imagine that being anything other than bad for Gwen Vane. Terrible yeah. for Gwen Vane. Gwen Vane is, is all about holding on to your removal until the right time. Um, a lot of people just spend it whenever they can, and sure. it's not right. What I um, think... Go ahead. I, I don't think it's necessarily a good matchup, but it's like it's not as bad as people make out, because a lot of play, people play Gwen Vane as just a straight aggro deck, and that's not how you should be playing it. I just think it's funny that one of the biggest counters to Gwen Vane is Shadow Isles because it kills your champs so easily. But, like, there, it's a Shadow Isles deck itself, and it's just like, ah. That's common, that the best deck against Shadow Isles is Shadow Isles. <laughs> That's very common. So wait, is this the Simpsons meme? Nobody hates the, the, the Irish like the Irish? <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, not exactly. no. <laughs> Alright, right. getting back on topic here. Do we think that there exists a good lineup that could beat Jana Neela? Yes, As of sure. Right now. Define good. I'd like, say I would say that I, I'm you gonna, could, I'm gonna you're gonna you're gonna say no? Okay. Yeah. So I'd say when I say it's a good lineup into it, I mean like you see Janna plus Janna Nilo plus X and Y decks, and you immediately think, okay, I have just shy of like a sixty percent chance to win this matchup because I can two O Janna Nilo. Uh, yeah, I, I I think I and I think you're gonna see it in Top Cut. I think you're gonna because Janna is gonna be so everywhere in Top Cut that I think you're going to see some interesting stuff that's just Freezy Teemo. I mean, Freezy Teemo's coming out in this open, and I don't love the deck because it's weak, especially in, in the, the the first day, because it's weak to a lot of things. But, like, um, it's it's coming out, and it's going to get played. You have to just beat Jan and Neela. You know, you try to beat it twice. Um, but if you don't get that... Uh, if you don't get one, because again, you you get high rolled, and I and I did, That's, but yeah. you know, other decks that you're gonna play against could be very friendly too. Sometimes they're not. You're you're susceptible to a lot of things. You're going to be into bad matchups that you don't want to play, but sometimes you can high roll too. I mean, you can win a forty percent just as well. I think that yes, there are decks which beat Neelachana. I don't think there are three decks which. Crush Neela Janna enough that you aren't going to get high rolled a couple times, and are good into these good enough into the same type of stuff that you're going to win the overall matchup if you lose to Janna. Right? It's like looking at that. You know, you can bring Crazy Timo and get that banned. Then instant ban. 
What else are you going to bring? Are you going to bring Jinx Echo? Uh, that's just more sense. I, I, I don't think so. I think it's something like Kane Aatrox, Darius Nar. Uh, yeah, you, there you, is you, a, you can bring Kane Aatrox and Darius Nar, but those are 40%, and Jano wins 40% matchups too often. of the time. Right. <laughs> You're or going to... And so you're on these decks, which like, yeah, congrats. You might beat, you probably beat some of the Janna decks with your Kanetrox deck. Now, what else are you beating when you when you lose that matchup? How do you not? You're beating scouts, okay? I mean, Kanetrox is gonna beat scouts. Um, yeah. But I mean, yeah, it's not it's not great. Yeah, and I, the I nice think... the nice thing is, if they ban your Teemo, the scouts just shits on it. So like, you can take that risk in the the rock paper scissors mm-hmm. if that's the lineup. You can leave scouts up. But if that's not the lineup, you have to ban scouts. Like, yeah, I, I think so bad. I, when I hear people talk about bringing a lineup to beat a specific deck, I want to see. 65-70% win rates that I think are not going to be high-rolled without the other player playing really well, right? I don't want to lose that matchup to someone who's not an expert at the deck, and I think even a bad Janineela player is going to high-roll the shit out of you and win some of those games. So I, I think you're, you're dismissing a, tact, a whole tactic here. Bring Echo Jinx and high roll your opponent nine games in a row. It's to be fair, simple that's, that's Echo Jinx absolutely shits on uh, Janna and Scouts. It's it's yes. one of the decks where it's like it loses to itself a certain percentage of the time, but hopefully just nine, or high roll nine ro- games in a row and you're good. So, mm-hmm. I mean, Honestly, I think someone's going to try it. What I I've learned it. from this conversation is that Scouts shouldn't be my third deck. Um, no, really not. no, I th- like I think Scouts right now is too. It's too beatable. In, it's, it's also depending on common. depending on your lineup. Depending on your lineup, I think it is too beatable. It's uh, there's a whole bunch. There's there's actually a whole bunch of lineups that I've designed that they they're like okay, so I'm gonna lose to two of the decks that my opponent brings, I'll ban one of them, I'll lose the other one, and I'll just beat scouts. Right. And that mm-hmm. that's, that's just a, a tactic that I've seen a bunch of people bring to tournaments, and it's like, okay, that tells me that scouts is A, too prevalent, and B, too beatable. I mean, honestly, the, very, the first time I ever top cut, and this is back when it was the harder system, when it was, you had to finish eight and one minimum. I did fully go into it with the idea being... I think everyone in their mother's third deck is scout, and I'm going to 2-0 every single scout's deck I see. And I ran into it, thankfully, like eight times. So I think going into a tournament saying, yes, everyone in their mother thinks scouts is a good third deck, I'm going to beat it, or I'm going to have my lineup be playable into it all three game- with all three decks. I think that's a very fair idea to go about. And I think I don't that's... think that it's going to be a third deck that often. I think you'll see it as a third deck, but I don't think that's going to be a common thing. I, I, I think you'll see it sometimes as not a third deck. It might be a second deck in a lot of these lineups. Um I I I mean it's the second most played deck on ladder right now. It is by a large margin the second most played deck. People who aren't that great at the game, it's very linear. It's not that hard. It's not like you have to put 100 games in to understand it. That's what I thought, and then I kept losing on it. I think you struggle with the mindset of punch. <laughs> punch is yes. not really... Uh, it's not punch really is not your real You like, stay here. Make sure they don't hit me. Eventually I win with uh, value. That it. It has some value elements to it, but there's a lot of punch needed. (laughs) 
Well, that, that is actually also like a, a relevant idea. Don't bring decks you aren't good at. Don't bring decks that you don't click with. You're just going to have a miserable time and lose. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think all, whenever you go into an open, if you aren't bringing decks that you feel that you can say, you know what, I'm going to have fun playing this potentially for 11 games, <laughs> you shouldn't be bringing that deck. I'm 100% bringing Poro King. You talked me into it. That's it. Yes. I have fun. <laughs> I love the noise. I love the little guys. Oh, trust me, they add up. I love them. I love them all. You know, I used to play with the sounds on until the Shimon Wind was ringing in my ears. When all I heard was boosh every five goddamn seconds. See, that's the best one because there's more than... They recycle themselves so you get to yes. hear whoosh yeah, more so than the many. first time. You get your value. <laughs> yeah. I honestly, I wish that when it was, it was the <laughs> Nami Twisted Fate meta. I wish when that was a deck, I wish I would have had a little whoosh counter right next to me. Every single time I heard whoosh, I just pressed the button. Because I think I would have been at 100. And it was awful. At least it's a short line, you know? Yes. Yes, thankfully it's short, but not. I, I don't wanna they, they should they should replace it with a much longer whoosh. Just every time it comes down get whoosh whoosh <laughs> sort of Ric Flair version of the whoosh. <laughs> if we ever get follower skins, Whoosh needs he needs a skin of a wrestler. Yeah. Then he can just go woo woo. <laughs> All right, I'm bringing um, Poro King. Cool. I'm ready. Good job, guys. We learned something tonight. Hell yeah. Um, so, I guess really the last, the last kind of deck that I think is very, or that I think think a lot of people are going to bring, whether or not they're actually good on it, and they just are seeing other people find success with it, and they think, oh, I can play this deck. Seraphine set. Yes. Do you Clearly. think? Do you think... How many people do you think are going to bait themselves into bringing this deck? I am. I know that. More than they should. Okay, so I expect a lot of the, the people who are serial control addicts to be on this deck. Um, and most of them will play it well. I Alex, looking at you. I yep, expect yep. a bunch of people who are trend followers to end up on the deck, and that's going to have very mixed results because a lot of them won't play it properly, slash won't have spent enough time on it. Um, I think it's a solid deck. Like, it's definitely one of the ones you should be bringing in terms of, like, empirically. Um, but as I said, I expect that there's a bunch of people who won't be spending enough time on it and are going to tank the, the results of it. Do you think it's worth targeting, you know, it, like, in no, the open rounds right now? Do you think that it's a top deck if to you're target. somebody... No, I disagree. I think it's not a top deck to target. And that's not bias. That's... I, I think that, well, yes, it's good. A, it's not going to be common enough. And B, a lot of the people who are, who are playing it probably aren't very good at it. And you can win some of... You can win the matchups... Of like of decks which are kind of even into it, while also winning other matchups against random shit. Whereas if you full target it, then you're probably not beating I, random garbage. I said I, th I think it's a top deck to target as well, just for the simple reason that it it um it has both a burn and it has set at the top end. Um, and it's just like, so it's going to kill a lot of your stuff one way or the other. And then it also has the ability to just value you out at the end. And it's like, I don't, I don't think you should be trying to target this. And even if you manage to target like the, the randoms at the bottom end who aren't, don't play it well, you're then going to run into the players that do play it well. I like later in the, um, if you manage to get a, a better result and you're just going to get crushed. My bad. I thought you said top 
not tough. No. My bad. No, I, I, no, should, I, I agree yeah. with you. I agree with you, yep. Yeah, it's just like one of the – it's like I could uh, – okay, maybe my bias, but I can understand targeting Nilla Janna. It's got its problems. It runs out of gas sometimes. Sometimes the draws just don't work out for it. Um, it plays small creatures. There's many sort of like things that I don't necessarily like about it. I look at Janna Nilla and I'm just like, I don't want to play that. I don't want to target that. That just sounds like a whole bunch of really bad times. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, <clears throat> I think it's like targeting people's third decks. Yeah, I can understand that. Making sure you have a game into Jana Niller in case you have to ban their third deck, also understandable. Um, but yeah, it's like what? How exactly? Like how exactly would you target? Um, Seraphine said. Boro oh. King. Boro King! Boro King! So actually, that's exactly what I was about to say. I, I know though, if you're hard targeting it, if you're like the hardest, like, I want to absolutely destroy it, starts off with Boro King. Oh then, you go, then you go into the Cosmic Call Jace deck, which I don't know if it's actually good, but I think it's specifically fantastic into Seraphine's set, so it's like fine to play. The third deck is the one thing I haven't done enough research into yet. I mean, because I feel like this, right? it, it's, it's probably scouts or like, I mean, you could run Galio Udir if you're going to get super greedy. But Galio Udir, I think, is good against Janna too. Interestingly, is Galio is actually Galio like one of the horses. I don't know if it's good, but it's definitely around. Yeah, it's a wild deck, and it's a deck I think that's actually kind of hard to play, surprisingly. But yeah, it's good into both Jananila and um, really good into Seraphine, theoretically. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's. It, it looks like. It's running yeah. Mage Seeker Jr. Mage Seeker Jr. Yeah. should not be in the game. Nemesis. <laughs> it should not be a thing. For some reason, like they put fun. it in. If the if you um can keep Balan off the board, it's just like doesn't do a whole lot. That's true. The I don't know. Yesterday I had someone go sculptor into Junior into Balan, and that was a bad time. I don't like the deck. Junior's a bad deck. Junior's a problem. Also, so is the um. What's that other thing that can't be targeted by your spells or take damage from your spells? Petrocyte Charger is kind of fine by itself. Right? If yeah, if that was charger, the only thing, it, it's the least problematic of their problematic cards. The other problematic card is Shield of Durand. That's what I was say. Shield of Durand's so good, especially on Petrocyte Charger, or or on Junior. If you if they play Junior and then you try to kill it, and then they say, "Nope, you're not killing it this turn or ever again," right? It's just so miserable. Just they the put worst thing. The Udir, uh, put the Udir regen on there just to rub it in. So. Um, I would say let's... Honestly, I don't think that's a bad bring. That's one thing I'm going to say wildly, and I'm going to I'm going to say I think... That Galio Udir might be an okay under the radar bring. It kicks the shit out of scouts too. I mean, maybe I need to learn to play it. I think there's definitely space in this meta for a Demacia Freljord style deck. And I'm curious to see kind of which one ends up kind of rising above everything else. And I think the open rounds might be a really good way to kind of figure that out here. Yep. I, I think open rounds are going to be very different from Top Cut, for sure. Oh, 100%. So, so. I guess all, and I guess to kind of give us a final talking point here before we wrap up this episode, because it's actually been a pretty good bit. With the open, who plays early? Who plays late? 
have you noticed anything, any trends with what time you play and what you see in comparison? Okay. Um, so I can talk about this because I've done a bit of experimentation with it. Um, early on, you're probably going to face basic meta decks. Um, that's my experience in general. Um, I might be incorrect. I haven't played the last one early, the last couple early. Um, so my experience playing late is you're more likely, people will log on late, they'll pick up more aggro-ish decks, or as aggro as they feel they can run in the meta. Um, and so you, you, you need an, a good anti-aggro game plan, um, slash anti-anti-aggro game plan, um, because that's basically what you'll be running into. Uh, and then, but at a certain point, you start hitting the people who are just finishing up their rounds. Um, usually when you get to like five or six wins, you hit people who have, um, have more, have better decks. They're, 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 they're meta compliant. They're just, they've played some early games and they're finishing up. Um, and so last time around, I ran a very anti aggro lineup cruised through the first five rounds and then got kind of dumpstered in the next bit because I ran into proper meta decks and my decks were shit against that. Um, so yeah, that's my experience. If anyone else wants to chime in. I have strong opinions on this, actually. Um, early, early, early um, in the previous, like the first three opens, um, a lot of the good players were playing at the very beginning of the day. And then um, they watched what happened, and they saw how many bad players were playing late, and people playing garbage and just forfeiting their runs because the time was running close. And um, and a lot of people sneak in with just like, hey, I just jammed a bunch of matches real fast, and I got in. Um, and they've switched. Like I, I think you're right. Um, I think I think the the better players now. What you're seeing is a lot of them play mid to late um, in the open, uh, as opposed to early. So I'm probably gonna play early. In addition, I think you're correct on the the last open specifically. I was paying attention to what's going on early, and it was very meta. It was very warden. And after it hit like one or two in the afternoon, it became lots of anti warden. And I brought specifically Counter Warden uh, because I saw so much, there was so much Warden, and I got wrecked. Um, but it, I just didn't hit the matchups I looked, I mean, I still did fine, five and three, but I didn't hit the matchups I was looking for. Um, and so I, I have noticed that as well, so I think you're right on that front. And since I'm going to be basically playing meta decks, I'm going to try and play early. Early or late is fine, just don't play around noon. That's just like that's just my experience, and I think what happens is that a lot of the good players, particularly the streamers, start playing around noon. It's just like you know, a couple hours after it starts for me, and so people go on, they see those decks, and then they queue up. Not they queue up stuff to beat whatever they see. So that's when the meta shift starts happening, and it sucks. So either play earlier or later. I am. I have played early in the morning, and I've played kind of later in the day, like around, we'll just say, like 5 o'clock Eastern. My experience has been the earlier you play, you kind of run into a little bit of everything. You're going to run into those few people who are just trying to quick jam all their games in so they can go about their day, and they're playing like aggro. You run into the few people, or you run into some people who are playing heavy control, where they understand, hey, my run is going to take probably longer than the average person's, so I need to start early. And then you also have the people who are just running a random lineup because they're like, I don't care if I do well or not, I just want to have fun with three random decks and see how it goes. The later, once you hit that later part of the day, though, I'm finding you're seeing either meta or anti-meta, and there's no in-between. And I feel like 
if you're trying to go up against the best competition to really kind of prove yourself, play uh, play in the afternoon. Like, play middle of the day-ish, and you're going to run into every single top player that you can. If you're looking to try and make it out and try and get a top cut, I think playing earlier has a lot more benefits to it. And I think if you're trying to play, like, right before close, uh, I mean, best of luck to you. Well, with that on mind here, unless anybody has anything that they want to talk about, I think we'll just uh, wrap up this episode then. Sounds good. Yeah, thank you all for uh, tuning in, and uh, we will catch you later. Peace out. Bye.